Um, yeah. Peace, perfect peace is the gift of Christ our Lord. That's my, uh, my title. And if you've got a Bible in front of you, if you turn to John 14, 27, it's a very short little passage. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And then this bit which really struck me the other day when I was preparing my sermon. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. So, observations on Christmas. Here we go, you know, uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow, um, frantic shopping, although not as much on the high street, disappointingly, but you know the vibe, office parties, people wandering around supermarkets, that last panic with, they're just buying anything. I was in um, TK Maxx yesterday and people were just kind of like hordes descending on various broken bits of old candles and all sorts. They were just desperate to get something, stocking fillers. So, um, yeah, and, and, you know, what about all the stuff with plastic? Masses of uh, packaging and uh, gaudy baubles and the whole works. Which is great. That's great. But for me, one thing that pulls me back to earth is when I'm in the car and I listen to a classic FM and I hear a carol coming on um, and I'm sitting in heavy traffic and the rain's coming down and suddenly once in Royal David City comes on or something and it just kind of pulls me back to what we're really celebrating. Um, But the sad thing is when you look around you, and I'm not making a divide between Christians and non-Christians at all, but I do find it sad that um, people actually aren't pondering on what we are celebrating in their hearts like that passage from John, their hearts remain troubled and they remain afraid of many things. They remain afraid of aging, of uh, being cheated on by their partner, of not earning enough, of being rejected or ignored or put upon. And all the time, their hearts still remain troubled. The biggest irony for me is that Christmas for a lot of people is just about mad celebrating, but they're celebrating the birthday of someone they don't even know. It's a bit like you and I celebrating and having candles on a cake at a party for someone who we have no idea whose birth we're celebrating. We have no connection with them whatsoever. So they're celebrating a stranger that they've never thought about, never connected, never known. And that's really sad. The very promise that's at the heart of Christmas, which is to welcome the Prince of Peace into their lives so that their hearts won't be troubled and they won't be afraid, just evades them. And even as Christians, it's quite hard for us sometimes in the melee of this time of year to actually feel the feelings of awe and joy that should really be at the centre of our our life at this time of year. You know, when we go out and we see, uh, we go to the an office party and we see the pubs emptying out and we see the street fights breaking out and we see the police arresting the drunk drivers. We find in charity sectors I've worked in, domestic violence peaks at this time. And being married to a lawyer, I can tell you that um, 
It's bumper time for divorces after Christmas. That is the peak time. They have to go in early for the demand for divorces is so high at this particular time of year after Christmas. So, what should mark us out as people of faith? What should make us different? And I would suggest two things. How we are inside and how we behave to other people. So our interior state and our exterior actions. So first, let's just concentrate on the interior piece. As Jesus describes it again, a peace that the world cannot give. So I'm going to quote from Colossians 1, 9, if you want to follow that. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether things on earth or in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God, and were enemies in your minds because of it, your evil behaviour, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. So it's about reconciliation, isn't it? It's about us reconciling ourselves to God through Jesus. Now, if you go to that uh, font of knowledge Wikipedia and look at a secular description of peace, not terribly far off it, inner peace or peace of mind refers to a deliberate state of psychological or spiritual calm. Now, this is the important bit. Despite the, despite the potential presence of stresses. So it's having that calm in your soul, despite having things happen to you that are unpleasant and unsettling. Peace of mind, serenity and calmness are descriptions of a disposition free from the effects of stress and exterior stresses. So how do we find this place of peace in ourselves? Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Well, how how do we go about going to a place that's peaceful? Jonathan um, mentioned earlier on about going to a peaceful place to find peace. But please don't get fooled by that. Do not get fooled by that. Marketing experts and advertisers will tell you that you can buy peace. Well, you can buy it, can't you? You can get away You can go to a beautiful beach in the Maldives and that's where you'll find tranquility. But we all know that you can be on the most beautiful beach in the most beautiful part of the world, but you can still feel in your heart utter turmoil. So this is not peace. You can't get peace from the outside. Peace comes within. And as Christians, we believe that peace comes from Christ himself. Christ who gave himself, as Paul writes, to bring us peace. Peace is only through Christ having changed us on the inside, offering salvation and forgiveness and hope through the cross. Wow, that's, that's a lot to think about. Peace is ultimately about a new reality, a changed present and a promised eternity. And in my own experience, and I can only talk from my own experience, um, the only source of true peace for me is when I invite the Holy Spirit very humbly into my own heart. Um, And I say humbly because, like most people, like all of us, I'm fallen, and um, I'm 
I'm just humbly humble to receive that grace that he gives us. Only Jesus gives me his example to follow, and only the Holy Spirit enables me to cope with the world. I expect, like me, you've had really horrible situations in your life that you've had to face. Scary, hurtful, soul-destroying situations, and you've sat there thinking, do you know what? I've no idea how I'm going to get through this. And on your own, on your own without God and the Holy Spirit in your heart, you'll struggle and you might crumble. I bet you've sat in the, you know, gone to the smallest room um, and sat there and, and said a prayer before you've gone out and done something. You prayed hard. And sometimes, not always, but most of the time, when I've really prayed and myself, I did this morning before I came to do this, I found a quietening of my soul, just a, and an inner grace to take the most horrible situation, enter into it, and somehow be immune from all the arrows that are flying at me. Because I have peace inside me, like a well. It's really difficult to get to that place, but I do believe through prayer, um, opening yourself up, asking for forgiveness and inviting the Holy Spirit to live in your heart, you can find that place. And instead of reacting, if someone's hurtful towards me, instead of that knee-jerk reaction of, Ooh, I'm going to say something back, I'm able to just take a pause and think about Jesus and how he would treat people with compassion. And I've been able to forgive people and forgiveness is a really hard one, really hard, and it doesn't come easily. But it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that I've been able to forgive people in my life who've deeply wounded me, and hopefully they have with me too. A caveat to this, and it's real, is that the negative spiritual powers, and we know they're out there, will try and disturb this peace. They'll try and mess you up again. They'll try and irritate you. They'll, you'll be in a place of peace and then someone will say something or something will happen and the phone will ring and you'll get some bad news and you'll feel... Urgh. Have some resilience and a realisation that negative spiritual energies and powers are out there to try and disturb our peace. But once we recognise that, we can deal with it. So we have to cultivate a way of recognising when your peace is being disturbed. And knowing that Jesus has won the battle for us against the Prince of Darkness, I don't even want to call him the Prince of Darkness, the thing of darkness, the battle's been won. God is ultimately in control, and we know that. As for exterior peace, so that's interior peace. Exterior peace, um, a hymn from my childhood gives me the answer, and I said it at the beginning. Peace, perfect peace, is the gift of Christ our Lord. Peace, perfect peace, is the gift of Christ our Lord. Thus says the Lord, will the world know my friends? Thus says the Lord, will the world know my friends? People will know that we belong to the Lord by the way we act. And I want you to think about that, because I want you to think about how peace in the world starts and what it is, and ask you a simple question. If you're angry... Can you then be peaceful? And more than that, if you're angry, can you be an agent for peace in the world? In my experience, it's a hard call. We can separate ourselves out from our feelings. Often we do when we are professional in whatever job we do. We might have a hard time at home and go in and have to act a different way. But it is hard. 
If you're hating a neighbour or you're annoyed at the way a colleague behaves towards you and you harbour it in your heart every time you see that person, if you're resentful towards a parent and you've held on to that for years or, or your children have hurt you and you're hanging on to it, can you be at peace with yourself? In my own experience, and again, I can only talk from, from me, the answer is no. I always feel like a counterfeit. Something feels disjointed in my heart. It's like I'm talking the talk. I'm the Christian. Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I can't forgive you. I'm talking the talk without walking the walk. But there is so much turmoil in the world, isn't there? And so much to forgive. What's going on inside us to make us all so restless? You know, do we feel thwarted? Is there a sense of injustice and fear? Is someone taking away someone from us? Are we being rejected? What's pushing our buttons? Look at the young people we've heard from tonight. Or sorry, this afternoon. Their families ripped apart, devastated by the scars of seeing too much violence. Hamid, Nazir, Diana. They're picking up the pieces of a world where those... Seeds of hate have grown and have meant people end up killing each other. War is all around us. And we can do something about it. We can, as well as work on ourselves, we can support agencies like Christian Aid that try to encourage peacemaking and try to encourage people putting their lives back together in horrendous situations that we can't even imagine. But that, to me, is a bit like bolting the gate after the horse is bolted. Those wars, those tensions, those hatreds between tribes, between people. Imagine if they'd never started in the beginning anyway. Imagine if people had had peace in their hearts right at the beginning and they dealt with it. So let's think about this. Let's think about that process of peace starting with our love for Jesus, following his example. What about you on an, on an average day? What about um, a jibe that undermines someone, a harsh word at the till, a joke at someone's expense, or pushing in the queue as you're coming off or onto the motorway, seeing someone trying to cross the road, maybe an older person and not stopping? These are all what I call microaggressions, we may do them without even much thought, but to me, that's where this process of peace needs to start. We need to start working on ourselves right, right down at the core of our being, whether that's going home today after the service and giving your spouse or kids an extra big love, hug, or just, I don't know, just being nice, just being kind. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you do that. Jesus is the ultimate bringer of peace. The peace we get from knowing and following him won't make our problems go away. We know that, and they won't make the world's conflicts go away. However, Jesus promised a peace that will quieten your troubled heart, that will take that fear away from you. Absolutely real. When we think we're failing at our peacemaking... Just hang on to the fact that Jesus came to heal damaged relationships between ourselves and the damaged relationship between us and God. Knowing that Jesus came to open wide the doors to heaven, 
brings peace to our confused and searching minds. Knowing that Jesus is waiting to welcome us to his eternal home, where there will be no more noise and chaos, makes all the noises of life a little easier to deal with. So don't be disheartened over Christmas. You can't change the world overnight, but you can change the way you respond to other people, and that is absolutely the key. Start small. I'm mixing a metaphor here, I know. But like the mustard seed, tiny mustard seed, let peace grow in your heart until your branches reach out and touch people in your family and your community, and the world will take care of itself. So finally... I hope that the Prince of Peace makes his presence in your heart and you welcome him humbly into your life and the lives of all the people that you know. Touch them with your peace and your patience and kindness this Christmas. Amen.